following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Welcome back to the Huge Show Across Michigan. Final hour today. We've made it this far. Let's keep going. Let's let's keep rolling here. Uh, this is Jefferson sitting in for the huge one today. Uh, again, hopefully everybody is, is enjoying the nice weather today. Somebody who's about to enjoy a lot more indoor weather is joining us now. Look, the Detroit Pistons tip off tomorrow night. The NBA regular season is at our doorstep. So we have brought in Keith Langloy from Pistons.com to talk some Pistons. Keith, welcome to the Huge Show today. Thanks, Jeff. How's it going? Very good. Uh, I'm I'm excited for, for this basketball season, but I'm, I'm excited to watch the rookie. Um, tell me about what, what I'm going to see from Alcer Thompson this coming season. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been the buzz of training camp, no doubt about it. He's, uh, you know, he had a very good summer league. Uh, I think he was one of only two players in summer league who played at least three games to average a double double, and he's pretty much kept that up through the preseason. Um, you know, averaging uh, nine point three rebounds a game for a wing player who you know spends most of his time guarding on the perimeter. It's pretty outstanding. He's, he's, you know, <laughs> even in the Uber world of NBA athletes, they're the, you know, they're the, they're the one tenth of one percent athletes in the world, and, and this guy stands out athletically uh, among that crowd. He's, you know, he's six seven. He's, he got an incre- not just a great jumper, but an incredibly quick jumper. He's got good vision. You know, he gets a, he gets a defensive rebound and becomes a one man fast break. He's going to guard, he's going to guard the best. You know the best perimeter scoring threat every night, which will alleviate that that burden from uh, from Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, and all those guys to you know give, give them a little more uh, uh, latitude to you know, extend their energy on the offensive end. Um, so yeah, these, there's no doubt that they they feel very good about uh, you know everybody was crestfallen on on the lottery night when when the Pistons when the worst possible outcome for the Pistons was what came to happen when they. They dropped down from the number one spot to number five, but um, you know I don't think they're lamenting the way the draft turned out right now. They they really like this guy. Pretty good consolation prize to get a guy like that, a wing that can rebound um, and play defense, and and by the way, he can score too. And uh, that that's at least my next. Well, like how's he going to fit into the scoring mix with with Cade um, coming back healthy with with Jaden Ivey hopefully taking a step in the second season. Is he going to be a guy that's going to score much or be asked to score much, or how's that going to flow? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be asked to score, but I think he's going to be a guy who's an opportune scorer. Is just you know he's going to go, he's going to get loose balls, he's going to he's going to get some some points in transition, offensive rebounds. You know, he's going to be a guy who who, who scores without having plays called for him. I guess would be the best best way to describe that. Although Monty Williams did say the other day, I think it was Sunday after practice, he said, you know, we're going to have to at some point look to put the ball in his hands a little bit because he really liked what he saw from him. And he, he said he ran two 
uh, two plays in the final, I think, I believe it was the preseason finale at Dallas last week, and they ran two pick and rolls with, with him as the ball handler, and, and he created baskets on, on both occasions. But I think, in, you know, by and large, I think he's going to spend a lot of time on the floor with Cade Cunningham, and eventually with with Boyan Bogdanovich, and those guys are going to have the, you know, the, those are going to be the two guys that have plays run for him with that unit, and uh, and and Asar Thompson will be a guy who gets his his scoring done opportunistically. The Pistons need that. Uh, talking with Keith Langloy from Pistons.com. Uh, on the eve of the Detroit Pistons uh, facing the Chicago Bulls, I believe it is, uh, in the, the opener, uh, we, get, we have seen glimpses from Cade Cunningham. How has he looked this summer, and how, what's the buzz around him going into the season this year? Well, he ramp, you know, he's ramping up slowly. I think the first time he really played uh, competitive five-on-five would have been he was either very late July or early August at the at the uh, USA Basketball Camp, where he and Jalen Duran were invited as part of the of the select team. And actually, Cade turned down an invitation to be part of Team USA because of concerns about uh, you know he wanted to really be able to manage his rehabilitation better than being a part of the of Team USA would have allowed. But by all accounts, he was an outstanding there, and there was you know there was a lot of buzz from you know every every NBA team has as front office personnel at those things, and it was pretty unanimous that that Kate Cunningham was one of the two or three best players in the gym, and and by all rights could have been on the uh, on Team USA. So I think he's looked uh, probably not as sharp uh, in preseason as we would expect him to look in a month from now. But you know we got to remember he missed. <laughs> he missed all but twelve. He's coming off of, a big injury there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, significant injury, but also I think it's just the, I, I think that the, it's not the type of injury that creates long term concern. So that's the good news. But you, you're off for so long; it just takes a while to get back into playing against you know the best athletes in the world. So it's going to take him a little bit of time, but I think he's going to. I really do think this is going to be the year that he breaks out and people say, okay. That's the guy who was the number one pick. That's the future all-star. That's the guy who's going to be the centerpiece of this franchise going forward. That's what, that's what everybody's hoping for because uh, I tell you what, when I, when I watched him play in college and, and what, what little we've seen of him in the NBA, there's, there's a whole lot to like about Kate Cunningham. But uh, it's, it's starting to be time where people are getting a little antsy. But uh, it sounds like you're confident that he's going to have a breakout season or at least show a lot more of, of what, he, what he can do. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. If he stays healthy, he's going to be he's going to be a really, really, really good player and, and worthy of of the number one pick. And you know, as long as as the pieces fall in place around him, which I think there's a lot of those guys in place right now. But that, look, I think that you know, I, I don't want to dampen enthusiasm because I think it's going to be a very interesting season. But with with Bogdanovich and Monty Morris out to start the season, uh, you know, they have four guys on the team that are over over 25 years old. I would have those two guys of those four. Those two guys would have been the ones that had the most central roles. Bogdanovich is shooting is going to be so important to that first unit, and Morris I thought would be kind of like the quarterback of the, of the bench unit. And I think their depth is the best it's been certainly since you know the the heyday of the the going to work era broke up in 2007-8 or around then. Really nice depth, but the depth takes a hit with uh, with those two veterans out for a while. We really there's no timeline. I don't know what to tell you about when they'll be back. And I think the, you know, the the, the starting lineup. I what it looks like will, will be the starting lineup tomorrow or 
tomorrow night in Miami will be three 22-year-olds, a 20-year-old, and a 19-year-old. I'll guarantee you. Uh, That's precocious right many, there. Many, wow. Yeah, there's going to be many teams in the Big Ten that have average ages of older than the Pistons likely starting five tomorrow. And then the, the most important guy, if 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 – if it holds, um, I think Jaden Ivey's probably coming off the bench. So you got another 21 year old is the most important guy coming off the bench. They got seven guys, 22 or younger, and they're all playing. All of them, with the arguable exception of Marcus Sasser, are going to play very important roles for this team. So, you know, they're young. And the one thing we know about the NBA is young teams take their lumps. So how fast it comes together, you know, if Bogdanovich and Morris get back, uh, within the next week or so, I think they've got a chance to, uh, you know, to get off to a decent start, but schedule did them no favors. They, they open at Miami and at Charlotte. They're one of, I believe only five teams in the league that has their first two games on the road. And then they come home for their home opener Saturday night against Chicago on a back to back. So a tough start to the season and two important injuries to start the season. But you know, they're, everybody's got everybody's got something, and uh, they're going to have to deal with it and find out really, for a young team, they're going to find out really fast what the NBA is all about. My goodness, that's, I, I, you know, now that you say it, like, I've, I've looked at it on paper, I'm like, yeah, they look young, but when you say it that way, Mike. Goodness, they are they are very precocious in Detroit this year. Uh, Talking with Keith Langley from Pistons.com. Your early impression on what kind of a difference Monty Williams can make as the coach? Well, I mean, he you know he walks in the door with with a enormous credibility. One of the front office guys um, with the Pistons or very early in training camp said he said you know look I don't know the guy very well right now, but I'll say this: he certainly commands a room. Um, and you know, again, the, the, what we just talked about those young players—they are very, they're very impressionable, and and their impression of him has been—you know—they are they all hold him in in very high regards. I asked. That's so um, good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I asked I asked Jaden Ivey about him on uh, on media day three weeks ago, and and Jaden Ivey actually got choked up talking about him. I talked about how you know wow. what. The impact he expected Monty Williams to have on him. Cade Cunningham talked last week about how he loves how he's just just you know very plain spoken and honest with him. And there's the, you know, the most important thing for a head coach in this era of basketball is communication. And he's a he's a he's an ultimate communicator. Um, and uh, you know uh, also I think what's what's a very good sign for the future of the Pistons is. You know, the, the, if 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 Cade Cunningham is who we think we think he is, the, the relationship between the head coach and your best player is, is always critical. And I think those two guys, uh, I, they're going to fit like hand and glove. And I think that's going to be a very productive union for, for the Pistons. And and you know, that was that was my impression coming into camp, and it's only been you know reaffirmed doubly since uh, over the last three weeks since they gathered. That's got to be music to the ears of everyone listening here on The Huge Show. Talking with Keith Langloy from Pistons.com. Uh, the Pistons open the NBA season tomorrow night in Miami. Home opener is Saturday, correct? That's uh, Right. Yep, Saturday against Chicago. Yep. Going to be gonna be a fun ticket to get this year. Um, and is there anyone who's on the roster who's like caught your eye as like, oh, I didn't know he could do that, um, aside from obviously Osser being – being what he is, um, anybody who's like, like, oh wow, maybe he can do more than we expected from him. You know, if Marcus Sasser for a rookie, I'd, I'd, if if everybody's healthy, they've got a really deep backcourt, and I don't see him being part of the rotation. But they're going to, uh, you know, it won't be. It certainly won't be long by next year at this time. 
he will be firmly entrenched in the rotation. He's just, he's a really, really good shooter. He's, uh, you know, he's got a great mindset about him. He plays defense. He gets into the basketball. Um, they really, you know, they loved him. You know, you, you always say on draft night, we got the guy we wanted. Well, there's no question they got the guy they wanted because they've traded two future draft picks to move up from 31 to 25 specifically to take him. Um, they got the guy they wanted, and he's been everything they, they thought he would be. That's good to hear. Um, so last question before I let you go uh, and, and enjoy the uh, the festivities of, of the day before your, your real work yeah. starts. Um, optimistic ceiling for this team. Can they sniff the the play-in games, or is, is it it's still a year away? Uh, you know, I would lean more towards it's still a year away simply okay. because of what we just talked about. But yeah. you know, that, yo, that youth, man, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. I think, I, I, look, I've, I've followed the NBA for a long time. The, the NBA has never been deeper. There's never been, you know, there has never been more good teams than, than there are right now. You, you have to go back to 1978-79. That was the last year that there was no team in the league that won 55 games. I think that's a real possibility this year, simply because there are no, you know, there's not five or six teams at the bottom of the league that are or are the bottom of each conference that are easy wins. Uh, and, you know, it's just going to be – that, that makes it tough for the for the best teams. Yeah, that also makes it really tough for the teams struggling to, to climb the ladder. You know, the, the Pistons won 17 games last year. If they double their win total, that would be a monumental task. But 34 wins last year would have got them tied for 13. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy climb. I, I don't know that you make that leap in, in one season, but – you know, experience for all those guys that we just, those seven players, 22 and younger, they'll come back and there'll be seven players, 23 or younger next year. And that, that one year of, of experience and, and maturity will, will make a big difference and it'll give them another year to find out about themselves and, 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 you know, kind of add where they see vulnerabilities to, to address those. And, and, uh, you know, but, but yeah, they, they, I, Troy Weaver on, on media day said his goal was, to play 82 meaningful games this year. He's not going to put a, any, you know, number on wins. He's not going to put a ceiling on it. That's a good approach. I like that. Yeah. So that's, that's their goal. They want to, you know, they don't, they want to get to the trade deadline with still, you know, uh, having a, a mathematical chance of, of, of making some noise and playing meaningful games into March and, and early April. Wow. That, that, that young talent, man, there, there's, there really is a good course. This is one of those seasons where you, you like, you start to see like, okay, this is how it's going to come together. And, and it starts, you know, this is the, the initial spark for a team that can, can catch fire and, and get somewhere over the next two, three, four seasons. Um, like you said, the NBA, it's wide open this year. Uh, I, I was, I was looking at, you know, I like to bet on, on win total over unders. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to put any money down this year because this is that's a strange year coming into the NBA. Yeah, it's going to be. There's going to be. It's going. To, you know, no. Like I said, there's not going to be. There's not going to be many easy wins on anybody's schedule, and that goes for the best teams as well as, as the teams that you know struggling to get out of the lottery and then hoping to gain some traction on their future, like the Pistons. All right, Keith Langloy from Pistons.com, enjoying the the last day before the Pistons season, like. I'm excited for the Pistons this year. This is going to be a fun watch. This is going to be a fun team to watch uh, and let them grow. So uh, thank you for joining us on the huge show, Keith. Anytime, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Really excited about what this Pistons team can do. You know, they uh, like like Keith said. You know, they're they're not going to be there this year. This is not a year where they're going to sneak into the the playoffs. They might, maybe, if everything goes well and everybody stays healthy, you know, sniff the play in games. But 
I tell you what, there, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic if you're a Pistons fan, not just about you know this season, but coming forward. Uh, you know, Cade Cunningham making that step. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be someone that you're going to be really happy is in Detroit. And I know, I know he's had a rocky start with the injuries and you know being a little bit less aggressive, especially around the basket, than you wanted to be. But uh, it's there for this team to to take. And I'm I am very excited. You know, I live in West Michigan. We're, we're here live in in the the spacious cities of ninety six one. The game in Grand Rapids. I love getting over to Pistons games. I can't wait to get over to the Pizza Box and uh, and watch a couple games this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, I went to two last year. They won both of them. So, uh, you know, the, maybe maybe, maybe Pistons people need to get me over in there more. Um, I, I got to work on some connections there. Hopefully, maybe, maybe being on the huge show can, can help me get some connections there on some Pistons tickets. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk. We're going to get back to the Lions because, you know, I'm a Lions guy. We got we got a big game coming up. We got Monday Night Football coming with some blue helmets. I have some thoughts on that uh, and uh, just general other things. So uh, thanks for joining in on the huge show today. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Still five more games, three on the road for Michigan State's football team yet to play before this difficult season finally comes to an end. The Spartans have lost five in a row. They just endured the worst loss in the history of Spartan Stadium in its 100th year. Michigan State is a one-touchdown underdog for Saturday's game at Minnesota, and maybe by some respects it's better the Spartans go on the road even though they have not had any luck there. At this point, it's a question of trying to keep the team together, in my judgment, still playing hard. It had to be deflating when the Michigan game got out of reach early on, and it was a tough night and a long night to be sure. Any chance for a win at Minnesota? The Spartan players have questions to ask. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan, available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m. And two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for Pumpkin Coin Toss. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
he would cheer for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Right. Welcome back to the huge show across Michigan. Jeff Risen sitting in. Thank, big thanks to Keith Langlois from Pistons.com for breaking down what's going to be an exciting season for the Pistons. Look, they might not get a lot of wins, but uh, they're going to be fun. Uh, I, I, I have to give it up, though. Producer Brett, you are the man. I came in here today wearing a Coheden Cambria concert t-shirt. Brett, unbeknownst to me, has... Cued it up, and I didn't ask him to do this, but he played Coheed as my buffer music for every segment. So thank you for that. All the fellow children of the fence out there, thank you as well. They were a ton of us at Royal Oak last month uh, catching Coheed playing my personal favorite album, um, No World for Tomorrow. Great one. Uh, so th- thank you for that, man. I, I appreciate that. Like it's Not many people would, would understand how much that means to me, um, and, and also my daughter, who is hopefully listening uh, on her way to volleyball today. Uh, we, we are big children of the fence ourselves. But uh, let's get back. Look, I, I really enjoyed the Pistons. I'm very excited about the NBA season. So as a football writer, um, and I, you know, I, I, I write for the Lions. I cover the NFL draft um, extensively. I don't get much free time between that and my kids' sports. When I do, I watch the NBA. I am a big NBA fan. I have been for a very long time. Went to my first game back in 1978. I saw Bill Lane Beer back in the day playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm big Cavs fan. Um, I'm not. I'm not one of those homers though. Like I, I tend to appreciate good basketball. I think my Cavs are going to be pretty good. I think the Pistons are building the way that the Cavs have to get up there. Um, it's just like a year or two behind. I'm, I'm excited to watch Osara Thompson uh, and do things like that. But uh, that. Can't believe the NBA is here already. Can't believe we talked about it earlier in the show. Can't believe the NFL trade deadline and Halloween is a week away. And uh, look, got got a little bit of feedback on the social medias about my relative lack of excitement for what the Lions might do at the trade deadline or not do. Look, I I would love to tell you again that you know oh they're going to go out and make a, a, a splash move that's going to bring a big name in that's going to you know help them you know potentially get over the top. It's just not what this team's going to do. And one of the things that I didn't talk about in the last, the last segment that we talked about it, that's not what this team wants to do. This is a team that is good and they're good because they draft and develop. This coaching staff is phenomenal at teaching Um, from, from offensive line coach, Hank Fraley to linebackers coach, Kelvin Shepard, um, defensive line coach John Scott, uh, wide receivers coach Antoine Randall L. All these guys are really, really good at working with young players, molding them, showing them how to be better NFL players. The the internal development of guys like Aleem McNeil, Aiden Hutchinson, 
Amon Ross St. Brown, um, even Taylor Decker, um, as, as advanced as he is, as, as one of the few Lions that, that's you know over 28 years old. That's what they're good at. That's their secret sauce, as my co-host on the, on the Detroit Lions podcast likes to say. The, the draft and development is an advantage that not a lot of other teams can do. If you're trading draft picks away, you're taking away from the strength of your team. The, you're taking away from what differentiates them from a Chicago, from a Cincinnati, from a from a Miami, um, which has to import all of its good players from from other places. That like that's what they do. That's not what the Lions are. That's not their identity. Their identity is to find guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, find guys like Derek Barnes, who's taken a big step this year, Kirby Joseph, who's not having a very good couple of weeks, but I think is still a, a very good player. Getting a guy like Brian Branch. Like that's that's what they do. This is not a team that's you know gunning for outsiders. Um, not not a team that's going to give up a third round pick that they can turn into a, a a Kirby Joseph or parlay in a draft day trade to go up and get a Brian Branch. Things like like Sam Laporta. Like that's just not what they're not how they're built. That's not how they're designed. That's not their mindset. That's not their organizational flow or mission statement. Draft and develop guys that you know will fit guys that you know will work. Look, the one guy who's been an outlier in that whole situation is JMO. Jamison Williams is different than most players. This regime targets so far. It's not really working very well. And I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel or anything on JMO. And by the way, they're not trading JMO. Um, first off, the same reason you would want him gone. Other teams are going to see that too. He's fast, but he doesn't run great routes and he can't catch. Well, give me a first round pick for that. Like, no, uh, very, I don't want to say no teams because there are some stupid teams out there. It doesn't feel like other teams would value that to give the lions enough to, to say, okay, yeah, but we're going to throw in the towel on a guy we traded up for in the first round last year. Um, just because he's off to a slow start um, and he's showing progress, but not quite enough. And, and the fans are upset that he, you know, isn't doing what, what we need him to do. Like that's think about the team. Think about where they're at. Think about Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Does that sound even remotely plausible to how they would think? Nah. So look, I know there's a lot of people that are very angry with JMO. I'm personally frustrated that he hasn't shown more, or I shouldn't say that, he hasn't done more. I think he's shown it. We've seen it in practices. Like when I get over to Allen Park, I watch him. Like he's practicing hard. He's catching passes, not all of them, but enough of them. He does things that you're like, yeah, man, bring that on, man. That's, that, that's a great NFL talent right there. It hasn't translated yet. I would hate to give that up now at this early juncture. He's played, what, 10 football games? I'm not, not, not even 10. I think it's eight to give that away and then watch him go to, I don't know, Miami or, or everybody goes to Philly, like Kevin Byard, the safety from the, I don't know. I don't know how, how Roseman and, and the Eagles do it, but I don't want him to go somewhere else and become what the lions think he still can be. I want that to happen in Detroit. And I think they do too. I, I don't think, I know that they want that to happen. So that, Again, I don't want to be the the bearer of bad tiding or the dream killer, but they're not. They're just, that's not what they're going to do. That's not what this team is built about. Just step back a bit, you know. 
think about where this team has come from. How did they get from being 0-10-1 and and in in heck, one year ago, this team was 1-6. I did a mock draft where they had the number one overall pick. They controlled their own destiny for the number one overall pick. Since then, they're what, 13-5? and Like, 13-4? That's, that's incredible. They got there because they target guys in the draft. They cherry-pick guys in free agency who fit their corporate mindset, who fit their culture. Smart guys off the field. Guys who live, die, breathe, eat, sleep football. Guys who are smart, intelligent football players on the field. Doesn't mean that they're not going to get fooled in games. Uh, Baltimore did a great job. Baltimore won. Tip your hat to them. That's a great football team in its own right. But they want, that's the kind of guy that they want. You know, Aiden Hutchinson. No, no buyer's remorse on that, right? You, you don't want Trayvon Walker anymore, do you? You don't want you don't want uh, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who's you know gets a few sacks, but also gets beaten an inordinate amount as for the Giants. Like they have their idea of the, the a Detroit Lion. That's not coming from the outside. Very unlikely to come from the outside if, if they're coming from another team. And the other thing is. Why is another team giving up on a guy? If it's a good football team, they're not getting rid of guys. I'll be honest, the, the Kevin Bayard trade, um, he, he is one of the most anonymous, really good players in the NFL. He is a very good safety. Uh, he is a, a pro bowler, um, has been a, a second-team all-pro. Doesn't get the recognition because he plays for the Titans, who are kind of an anonymous team, um, and th- they have fallen on hard times. They have salary cap issues. They're two and four. They're not going to win the AFC South. Um, they're playing out the string with Derrick Henry, who I do think could get traded. Could. Uh, I don't think that they're actively shopping him because I don't think that they they think that they're going to get the, the, the amount in return that they would when he leaves at the end of the season. Okay, so here's the deal with the, the trades. They're going to get a comp pick for when he signs somewhere else. Probably a third-round pick. If you're not giving him a, if you're not offering at least a third round pick for Derrick Henry, they have no point whatsoever to even consider trading him away. Aside from the fact that they're going to have to eat a lot of the salary, um, he's due ten million dollars the rest of this year. Lions aren't paying that. Texans aren't paying that. Chargers aren't paying that. No, no team's paying that. They're not getting rid of him unless you're making them an offer better than a third round pick. So, you want to give up a second round pick for ten games of Derrick Henry? That's giving away Sam Laporta, who's having the best start to a tight end career in NFL history. Let me repeat that. The best start to an NFL tight end career in history. They got him with a second-round pick. Brian Branch was a second-round pick. Fantastic player. Future leader, future all-pro, future Kevin Bayard. This plays the role a little bit differently, but you're giving that opportunity away to rent a 30, what, 28, 29-year-old Derrick Henry, pay him however much money for 10 games when you already have David Montgomery on the team, when you just drafted a first-round pick and Jameer Gibbs, like, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Look, I know he's a name. I know he's fun to watch. God, he's fun to watch. You're going to have to watch him do it somewhere else, probably still in Nashville. Uh, that, that's just not the way that the Lions are going to be built. As for who they might give up, 
talked about it. Had to had to write it. You know, Rodrigo is the most logical one. I don't see that happening. Uh, I had a brief conversation with someone um, that you know sort of let me know that well, if if they're wowed by an offer, they'll they'll think about it. And that, that's like the depth of of how much they're looking to move people. So. Th- don't see much action happening at the trade deadline on Halloween uh, coming up uh, a week from now. Um, actually, at this time next week, we will know uh, if they've made any moves or not. The trade deadline is Halloween, October 31st at 4 p.m. And uh, we will have all ty- kinds of Lions coverage at, at Lions Wire. Uh, I, I, again, I don't think I'm going to have to write too much. Um, <laughs> as, as I often say when I'm here on the, on the huge show, uh, by the way, this is Jeff Risen, the managing editor of Lions Wire and DraftWire, sitting in for Bill today. I want to thank him for uh, taking the day off and, and getting me on emergency duty to come in. Uh, I got to sprint out of here real fast to catch uh, my daughter's last home volleyball game at Zealand East Coast. Chicks, I, uh, I, I just don't see the Lions making a lot of moves there, and I, I love to pre-write things. I have not pre-written anything one way or the other on the trade deadline. I do have a piece that's going to drop tomorrow morning if I ever – finish it, um, quit procrastinating and adding to it, about my thoughts on the draft process. And it's something, um, it's basically like shower thoughts. I, uh, For whatever reason, there, there's a clarity that comes, there's a peace of mind that comes from standing in the shower and just thinking. And I try to replicate those. I'm not taking video of myself in the shower because ain't nobody want to see that, especially my wife. But I... Uh, I, I I try to channel it. So I have some thoughts coming on Lionswire on that tomorrow morning. Please check that out. Um, it's fun. It'll be a fun read. It'll be a good read. Um, even if you don't like what I have to say, I, I, ho- I hope you enjoy it. Uh, on that vein, I have to give a quick shout out. For most of the years that I've been covering uh, teams with The Wire, um, and I started with Browns Wire and Texans Wire. Uh, my first day was Christmas Eve of 2016. I was primarily a solo act. And I am very happy to have guys like Zach Moran and uh, Russell Brown chipping in. Andrew Harbaugh has has, has become a, a very valuable contributor. I've got a team now at Lions Wire, and I love it. And I want to thank those guys personally for being great to me, helping me out, allowing me to do other things like focus more on the draft um, and, and do things like this, sit in here for, for a fun Tuesday afternoon um, instead of being a slave to the grind so much. So I, I really do appreciate the team, and uh, please check their stuff out. Um, we do a lot of stuff in conjunction with the Detroit Lions podcast, where I am a co-host. Uh, we will be going live tomorrow night at, I believe, 7 p.m., and we'll be talking more about some of these things as well. We get a lot more in-depth into what's going on with the Lions there. So if you like the Lions talk here, I would encourage you to check that out. It's the Detroit Lions podcast. Check that out on YouTube and on the social medias at Detroit Lions podcast. You know, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And I, I just got the other thing I want to thank before, before we get out of here, before we're running, we're, we're running a little tight on time here, but uh, just wanted to thank the, the Lions fans. Y'all are great. Well, most of you are great. Some of you, like the people who send me threatening emails because I picked the Ravens to beat the Lions, son, don't threaten my kids. Uh, that's not cool. Most Lions fans are really great people, and I enjoy the interactions. I enjoy the social media rapport. I love like going, going to a, an opposing volleyball game or a, a high school football game and having people come up and talk to me like, yeah, the Lions, man, that's great. I got it the other day when I went to the gym working out, playing a little pickup basketball. Um, which my knee won't allow me to do again for a while. But uh, especially not in this chair. My God, getting out of this chair is going to, it might kill me. Um, 
I, I love the interaction. I love the positivity. I love the general tone of, we can believe, right? We can believe. We're not going to get hurt. We're not going to get. I'm, I'm right there with you, folks. I understand the concern. This is a very good football team that I think is still going to win 12, 13 football games, host a playoff game. They can beat anybody that they're playing in a playoff game anywhere, especially in Ford Field. I'm very excited and still bullish. Look, was bullish is, isn't even the right word for it. Like ebullient, which is where bullish comes from, by the way, the etymology for you nerds out there. This is a great football team. This is the best Lions team I can remember, at least going back to the Herman Moore, Barry Sanders, Lomas Brown, Chris Spielman heyday. And that, that didn't last long enough and it didn't attain what it wanted. This is a team that is built to be good, this good this year. But you know what? They got a chance to be even better next year and the year after that. Look quickly around the division. Green Bay Packers. Think they're finding out that Jordan Love ain't it, folks. Think they're finding out some things that maybe their coach isn't, isn't simpatico with it either. The Bears, at least a year away. Great for Tyson Bajan to get his first win. I'll, I'll throw a bone to the Bears fans. That was pretty cool. It's neat to see him. I got to interview him at the Senior Bowl last year. Fun guy. His dad will rip your arms off and beat you over the head with him. He's a world champion arm wrestler. I don't think there's any quarterback controversy coming in Chicago, but it's cool. It's a cool story. And they beat the Raiders. You know, that's nice. They're, they're, they might escape last place and put the Bears there. I think the triumvirate fandom of Bears, Lions, and Vikings would all love it if the Packers finished in last place. I think we can all collectively root for that. And with the way that the Vikings took care of the, the 49ers last night, with the way that the Bears are coming on, um, showing a few things beyond just being Justin Fields running around like a chicken with his head cut off and, and making the occasional play, it's, it's, it's a good time to be a Lions fan, man, because they're just not there. Um, the Vikings, I'm not going to say they're not dangerous because what they did to San Francisco, that was legit. And we talked with Mark Schofield early in the show about that. You know, that, that that's, that's not a team you can sleep on, but the Lions are better and they're poised to stay better because Minnesota has some cap problems. And oh, by the way, Kirk Cousins, they got to pay him again or they got to find somebody else to take over for him. I don't know about that, folks. Um, it, it's a great, great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. Don't let one loss ruin that for you. It's been a phenomenal year. Look, they're in first place by a game and a half. If you would have told anybody that, even at the beginning of the season, that you're going into week eight, you're five and two, the next best team in the division is three and four. You've already won in Kansas City. You won in Tampa. Pretty good football team. You beat the Atlanta Falcons, who, by the way, are a first place football team right now because they beat the Buccaneers last weekend. They're, it's great. They're, they're so fun to watch. It's so fun to be around this team. Don't let one week, one miserable week, and it was, I'm not going to, it was awful. I'm with y'all. That was, that was a rough watch Sunday, man. If Again, if you had something better to do on that Sunday, I hope you did it. Hope you got out to the cider mill, went apple picking or something. Um, you're not going to see that again. You're really not going to see that this Monday against the, the Las Vegas Raiders coming into Ford Field on Monday night. Oh, man, that's going to be Oh, I'm looking at producer Brett, and he's just looking at me like, you've got this glow about you, and I know I do, but uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to come back on The Huge Show with one final segment, but uh, again, thanks for tuning in to The Huge Show today.
Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to TheUrbanU.com to find out more. That's TheUrbanU.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh, my. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks, the show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Holiday deals are here at Meyer. Don't miss out. Right now, you'll find half-price deals on some of your favorite brands. Hurry in and get 50% off Columbia women's outerwear and apparel. 50% off select kids' activewear. 50% off London Fog Throws. And 50% off Edgar and Ash Young Men's Apparel. Plus, don't miss buy one, get one for a dollar select Yankee Candle Large Jars. Shop Meyer now for super savings. These deals won't last. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the final segment of a beautiful Tuesday afternoon on the huge show across Michigan. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This is Jeff Risden uh, from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast. Look, Bill called me yesterday and was like, hey, can you get in tomorrow? I'm like, it's kind of tough, but I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you, Bill. Hope you hit him straight today if you were out on the golf course, which I kind of suspect you are because it's beautiful weather outside. Uh, I had a lot of fun today. I want to thank our guests who came in today. Anthony Broom talking about the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Uh, Broom over at Wolverine on 3 Network. I, I, thought, he, I thought he did a good job of, of not extrapolating beyond what is actually known publicly. Um, you can get in a lot of trouble speculating. I thought he did a good job of not doing that. Thank him for the information. Uh, we also happened to talk a little bit about J.J. McCarthy 
and a very good Michigan football team that could very well win a national championship. Uh, we had Mark Schofield, good friend of mine, good old friend of mine, SB Nation, uh, one of their NFL writers. He also happens to write for F1. We had a little divergence into there, which uh, I learned something today, uh, and I thank Mark for that. Uh, by the way, he he, I loved his conversation uh, talking about the Lions and what happened in Baltimore. If you want to catch that and you missed it live, you can catch it on the the uh, podcast. Look it up uh, at, at the huge show, Michigan Sports Radio Network. It's all over the place. You can download it. Listen on your own leisure. Listen outside because it's a beautiful day outside. But I, I thought what Mark t- talked about was a very good point. Um, he's not all that concerned. Uh, we also had some fun talking about J.J. McCarthy as an NFL draft pick there, too. Uh, finally, we we had Keith Langloy from Pistons.com. The Pistons tip off tomorrow night in Miami. NBA basketball is back. I'm very grateful for that. Keith dropped some great information. It's time to be excited about this team, this Pistons team. They might not win a lot, but they're going to be fun to watch. And you see them, you see the young core coming together. As Keith said, they're younger than some Big Ten basketball teams this year. So they're going to have some lumps, but there's also a lot of potential with that team. Been fun to watch. Thanks to everyone for the Lions fans. I will do one quick thing here. If you are still alive somehow in your Survivor Fantasy Football, pick the Lions this week. This is Jeff Risen. Thanks for joining in the Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge.